0: don't
1: Welcome to the Vixen Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host C Ortiz. This is episode 19. So I'm a little thrown off right now. I'm not gonna lie because I just got another harassing text from the voting people. And I'm just like, this is like the 10th one in a row today. I'm take my number off the list. (laughs) Take me off. I'm over it. I'm gonna vote. Leave me alone. But all right, getting in back into the episode, I'm going to introduce my guest. My guest on this one is Rachel. Hi. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hello. Oh man, I need to get better with my intros. I'm just so easily distracted, especially when I have my notes on my phone. Like if anything pops up, I'm just like, "Ooh, oh, I forgot I was recording." But um, so Rachel, I always ask my guests to introduce themselves. Um, you don't have to give like a long introduction. Anything you want them to know about you, so go right ahead.
2: So, my name is Rachel. Um, I have been a nurse for four years, um, and I am currently a nurse in the emergency room. dealing with all sorts of stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, we had a little talk before we started recording, because I was like, emergency room, I got questions. Like, I was, like, hyped up. And the stuff she told me so far, I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Like, she told me before that it could be a reality show, but legit, it definitely could, and I definitely would watch it because that's it's just crazy. But she with the little bit that she told me so far. So, we're gonna move into our first segment. It's called I See You Sis. So, this segment is shouting out a woman or any women that have been motivating you, or just like I don't know, pushing you to do better, just somebody you've been enjoying. Um, I was having a hard time, I don't know why, coming up with someone for my I See You Sis, and then randomly I got on Instagram. And I went to the the story of the bridal, what do you call that place? A bridal salon, I guess, bridal boutique, where I got my wedding dress from. So I was, like, looking at her IG story, and she's saying she's doing, like, an IG live on Wednesday or something like that. And it had, like, her name on there, and it said owner of Laura and Lee Bridal. So I'm like, hold on, that's the girl who, like, helped me and checked me out. She was, like, super nice, and we had a whole conversation. So I start digging even more because I'm freaking crazy. And I'm find her page, like her personal page. And I realized she is the owner of it. But this girl's only 29 years old.
2: Oh, my God. And I was oh my- like,
1: because when we were talking, that's what she was telling me, that she was preparing for like her 30th birthday. And she wasn't sure what she wanted to do, especially because of the, you know, the pandemic. <laughs> and we're having a whole conversation. And I thought she was just somebody who worked there. No, she owns the whole dang bridal salon. That's and it's amazing. a big salon. Like it's in Cherry Hill um it's right across from the mall where there's a dollar tree it's right mm-hmm. next to it so you'll see it it's it's big and she just opened it last year i believe so i never seen it before we just randomly saw it when we went to dollar tree one day mm-hmm. um but it's so nice in there she has a five-star rating everywhere like you look at on google they got like five stars um When you come in they have a sign that says like LGBTQ plus friendly. They have Black Lives Matter all over. Like it's just such a nice environment. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe that the owner's twenty nine. I guess in my mind, I just assume somebody who owns a bridal salon of that size would be like in their thirties, like late thirties, you know, forties. She's twenty nine.
2: That's amazing.
1: And even when I went to her like personal page, I had um she put her little like testimony up about why she opened the salon and she was like, you know, I I she basically said she had a me too moment happen to her. So she gotcha. like um decided to leave where she lived. I guess Jersey possibly, I'm not sure, but she decided to leave where she lived. She went to Chicago to be a journalist and then she was like, No, this isn't for me and she got into like the fashion industry and decided to do the bridal Shop, and it's been like i when I tell you every day she's posting like two or three- bar- brides that have said yes at her store to dresses, I'm like, this is so motivating, so yeah, I just wanted to give her a shout out. The store's called Laura and Lee Bridal. If anybody's looking for wedding dresses, they were awesome, like amazing, it was super nice, inviting, and very, very inviting, very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. um the dress that I went with was something the stylist picked out. I didn't even see it. She brought it yeah. in. I was like, okay, yeah, let's try it. And we put it on. I was like, okay, well, this is the one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, <it's> <laughs> I was like, so shout out to them. I know that was really long, but, like, I had gotten all this information I just wanted to share. So, yeah. um, Rachel, I'm going to hand it over to you. Well, first first thing,
2: that is such a blessing that you got such a great bridal experience. Because I'll tell you from firsthand, when I looked at wedding dresses, like, it was a
1: mess. Like, I ended up getting Real my quick, dress- Rachel. Didn't you tell me that... Remember, I had think I had put yes, a post that up. And you were the... It. Right? I was like, didn't you tell that me that you was... Ha-? Okay, okay. She told me <laughs> a story, had, um, y'all.
2: The real life Selena moment <laughs> when she was like, you can't afford this dress.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> you telling me that. And did, wasn't it with also with the bridesmaids too? The bridesmaid dresses? Was that you? Um No, I just like didn't like... I
2: felt like they were rude when I looked at bridesmaid Okay, dresses, But it was just like horrible from that moment to... Them not really finding anything that you know fit my body type or didn't seem like they wanted to even look like they just gave me any generic little here like here you go try this on like what Nah-uh. you, you do to like it like sort of thing and I, I um and when you posted them I low key stalked their page to the bridal store I'm like this is so amazing like and I wish that they were around because it that comes far and few in between bridal stores like. I only have one good bridal experience at a store out of like four stores that I went to because it was that sucks. like a nightmare. <laughs>
1: that sucks. Like who wants to deal with that on their wedding day? And I mean, even when you go to like their website, their whole thing is we don't want you to have a bad time looking for a wedding dress. We don't want it to be like a horrendous thing. And I was right. just like, you know, it didn't. PTSD it didn't feel that way at all. Like
2: PTSD, like size 10 in bridal is not size 10 normal size what what size you giving me because that ain't that ain't me no 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 no. and it's just like that's already discouraging because you feel like you gotta get in a stuffed sausage of a dress yeah and try to fit like there was like only one store that had like more sample sizes i'm like this is terrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is so terrible And I ended up getting my dress made because I just couldn't anymore. Like, it was just too traumatizing of an experience to deal with. I'm sorry
1: you went through that. But I'm going to say I'm glad that you got it made because your dress was beautiful. And it was unique. And you could tell it was, like, perfect for you. So, you you. know, it sucks that you had to go through that to get to your, like, beautiful dress. But, you know, it worked out. So, But you did. You looked beautiful. I loved your dress.
2: And I'm glad everything worked out with you. Because, again, like, those places come far and few in between. So That's just such a blessing. I was scared,
1: girl. I was scared. So (laughs) So thank
2: you. (laughs) But for my I see you, sis, I want to shout out you, see. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. You sure? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So on this past episode of your podcast, when you had, like, the the body image, body conscious episode, um, it just so happens like me and you had a very similar like upbringing as far as our parents Mm -hmm. and especially with our dads so i know how difficult it is to talk down that inner saboteur that inner voice in your head like "Uh, uh, uh, what do you mean like i'm cute but you're out here slaying these pics awesome things like the podcast just really um celebrating like your platform you got over here blushing i'm like wait what (laughs) Thank you. I understand. I understand what it feels like Mm -hmm. to like have that inner person that was talking to you like Mm -hmm. one way, and like really having to branch out from that. So.
1: You're doing awesome. Thank you. And you're doing <laughs> awesome too. Like I told you, I was on your page today, and I was just like, "Oh, this outfit, this outfit. Oh, she's slaying this. Like, I loved everything you posted. I was just like, wow, she looks gorgeous in everything she puts on. Like, oh, you look you. great. And then, like I said, I was looking at your wedding um, photos. And I'm like, she looked so pretty. Like, yeah, I was all on your page. Like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> But I'm a stalker, yo. I'm sorry, I do that stuff. But
2: thank you I'm, so much. I'm, it's okay. I'm the type that will be on your uncle's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> all the way, way back when, trying. To, I'm like, oh, how did I get here? <laughs> I get here.
1: Just go down a hole. Like, hold on, wait a minute.
2: What? Why am I here? But they know, oh, wait,
1: seriously, I thank you. A I
2: yes, go ahead. It. So the other person, I don't know if you know. She. So it's uh, I might be saying her wrong. Paris Gobel. Um, she's the choreographer. She does the like the Rihanna um the Savage Fenty fashion mm, shows. She choreographs okay. those. She did like the J Lo Super Bowl choreographs, like and she's like a thicker girl. Like like when people think of choreographers, they think of like a muscular like build or thin build and she's not that. She's she's out here just like I'm like, I wish I can do half of those moves. <laughs> She is amazing, and those sets that she like, the whole artistic, creative vibe that she has is amazing. And her like, doing all those dance moves and celebrating all body types is just amazing. And I go on her page and just like, I'm like, oh,
1: this is so refreshing. That was a really good one because I completely forgot about her. Like, when you said it, I'm like, wait, who's that? And then you said the girl who did the choreography. I'm like, <gasps> you sound like, oh, shoot. Because I do remember watching that and being like, this is a choreographer. I felt the same way as you. Because <laughs> she is like a thicker girl. And she's even, like, on her site now. She be killing, like, those looks she they be having her. Like, yeah. she's popping. So I'm going to go follow her because I didn't even think. Like she had an Instagram page. I don't know why everybody has one yeah, now, yeah. but <laughs> you
2: have to follow her. You like, yes, she's amazing. And she's I love
1: amazing. choreography. Like I watched the John, yes. Leah, Janelle, and Joy. I think Joy, I think her name is Joy Chavis.
2: Yeah, I'm always yeah.
1: constantly watching them when they do their little choreography videos. Like I love it, and I'm like, I can't do this, but if I could, <laughs> right. right. it would right. be popping because it's just like <laughs> they're really good at it, and it's just so like. I love it. So sensual and so like confident built like confidence building. So yeah, yeah, I love that. But Thank you again. <laughs> You're I, I really that. do That's appreciate great. it. I, I don't know problem. if it's like I mean, a Hispanic thing. I say that all the time. I I'm just gonna, like. I, I was going
2: to say that to you too. I, I was, I, when I was listening to it, I was like, I really feel like this is like the Hispanic culture. Yeah. It's so hard on women. Mm-hmm. It's so hard on women. Like my mom would try to be the buffer because she used to get it from him, my dad too. Mm-hmm. So she would Same try to with be my the mom. buffer because he would say, like, you need to lose weight, things like that. Mm -hmm. So she would try to be the buffer towards it. But I don't know. Now that my dad is older, he apologized. You know, he apologized. They calm
1: down. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they, I don't know if they just start realizing like, "Mm, that wasn't the best way to go about it. (laughs) Like they like, you know, start thinking about stuff. I don't know. But like my dad started calming down too, but. Yeah, he did have moments where I would just be like, I think one day I had a conversation with him and I was like, why do you say this stuff to me? Mm-hmm. Because you say it and then it's not like you say it like in private. You do it while there's people around. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like it's you're taking it overboard. And he was like, I only say it because I'm worried about your health and I love you.
0: That, and I would I, say,
1: I appreciate that. I'm like, I get it that you're trying to come from a place of love. But the yeah. way you're going about it doesn't seem that way at all. It's like, yep. it's not it's not helpful. He's like, all right. And it was like, I think after that conversation, I really, it didn't really happen too many more times after that, but
2: yeah, that's exactly, exactly what my dad mm-hmm. said, like to the T, like it's because, you know, I love you and I don't want anything to happen with your house. And I'm like, I get that, but it'd be just downgrading something? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe.
2: You know, and I and I and it took me a long time to say that too cause when I was a kid, I just just get upset and cry and not like express same. it. Same. But
1: same. Yeah. I was telling I forgot who I was talking to, but I was saying, you know, I was an emotional ass teenager, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was just because I did the same as you. I didn't, I couldn't express myself, so I held it all in, and then I would just be like flipping out, crying all mm-hmm. the time, and that mm-hmm. has carried even into my adult years, where you know. Now I'm more aware of. It. I'm trying to handle it better, but still, there's times where I have been like, just I'll keep it all in, and then when it comes out, it's just no good. So I'm just like, yeah. But mm-hmm. I was a teenager; it was real bad though, because you know you got them emotions for no damn reason. You just How upset. About everything. So
2: all, so all stomping up the steps, all that.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely rough, and I definitely, like I said, I understand parents are human, and they mm-hmm. they are trying to come from a place of love, but it's a lot of times it's not about. Well, no, it could be what you say, but still, it's not also how you say it. So, yeah, just gotta for go about sure. it a different way. But all right, that's to wrap up. I see you, sis. Thank you. I'm gonna definitely follow that girl as soon as I get off of here because I loved mm-hmm. her on that show. Um, so the next segment is I plead the fifth. So this is my version of Never Have I Ever. I ask my guests a question in Never Have I Ever format, and they can choose to answer. If they decide they don't want to answer, they will have to take a drink or a shot, whatever they're whatever they're sipping on this episode. That's if they choose to not answer. I think I'm messing up. If they choose to answer, they have to tell us the entire story that goes along with it. Sorry about that, y'all. I only had one truly. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> so, um, this one, I, ca- I only have five questions um this time around because I have a lot of other stuff I want to talk to Rachel about, so I didn't want to make this episode super long. Um, So, the first question will be, never have I ever Netflix cheated on my husband.
2: Like, watched another show? Like, Mm -hmm. watched a show without him? That
1: y'all was supposed to be watching together, a movie or something. Y'all said y'all was gonna watch together. So, anything that's (laughs) on Netflix. I was about to
2: say no and lie, but because I'm a horrible TV show person. Like, (laughs) I'm terrible with shows. Like, I will start watching it and then never watch it again, or I'll fall asleep. I'm terrible. Like, Terrible, but I did leave him. Yes, I did leave him watching Stranger Things.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> did he did. find out? Like, did he know? Like, was he like, "Damn, babe, you watched it without me," or did you rewatch it with him? No,
2: he never even watched it. I just watched. Oh my- <laughs> without him we were on a plane and we're going somewhere and i was like he wanted to fall asleep i was like nope i'm too into this i'm watching everything without you so
1: well that was on him he missed exactly. out exactly. i'm glad you went and took charge sis because you would have missed out <laughs> i know I know. well sorry
2: <laughs> it doesn't to me all the time so i didn't feel bad at all let me tell you something
1: we in the same oh. boat because Nigel keeps it pushing, okay? He'll try <laughs> yes. to wait for me, then he's just like, no, nah, you're playing around. And he'll just go right ahead and do his thing. So
2: I felt no sympathy. I was like, for once, I get to do it. Like,
1: like- <laughs> <laughs> It's hard, too, like, if you're into a show. Like, sometimes, so me and him, we watch different shows and we watch them mm-hmm. at different, I guess, speeds. Like, yeah. he's able to knock stuff out, like, quick. Me, I'm like you. Like, I'll start, and then I'll be like, "Ooh, mm, distraction, and then I'll go yep. and do something else, and I'll be like, oh, wait, wait, I got to go back to that show and finish it, and then sometimes I'll just never go back. But he'll knock it out. But then there's shows that, like, I'll tell him about, and I'll be like, I think you'll like this, or he'll tell me, and we'll be like, well, let's watch it together. <laughs> and then that's when it gets shaky, because it's just like, he'll be waiting on me, and I'm like, oh, but I'm watching this, or listening to this podcast, and then next thing you know... It shows up on our Netflix that has already been <laughs> watched right.
2: completely. And, and like I have the situation where I like go to work and he works from home, so he definitely leaves me all the time because you know he's like he'll have it like either watching it or having it as background noise. Whereas like I come home and I'm too tired to watch anything, so he's like, "What do you want me to do?" Like, just
1: you know, wait till I'm off. I want you to be loyal. Be loyal to our Netflix account, man. That's what I want. <laughs> man, it's hard to get like that. Um, but you're awesome, Rachel, that you've only done that one time. I've done that a few times and then try to sneak <laughs> off and be like, no, we can watch it again. I've definitely rewatched stuff. Um, next question is Never have I ever sideswiped somebody and kept on driving?
2: I and I haven't. The one time that I did, I stopped.
1: Did you? You're an amazing <laughs> person. And God is going to continue blessing you because I did not the time I did it. But it was, it was parked. So it wasn't, you know, nobody saw me. So I was just like, mm. no,
2: I I mean, I was in the situation where I wish I, I was in two. My predicament, I, I had to kind of stop. Because before I was a, a nurse, I was, I worked in social work. hmm so I worked in child welfare and we had like these vans that we would drive. So I was dropping off a kid at school and it was just like mad close. So I had like, it, luckily it didn't, it didn't fall off. Like I had hit the um, rear view mirror okay. and I was going to keep going. <laughs> and I was like, no, because if this man, I know this man is in his car. Like he's going to write down the license plate number. I'm going to have to answer to my job. no. So I stopped. And, like, luckily everything was fine for him. He was like, oh, well, thank you for stopping. Because, like, honestly, I was going to keep going. But then I realized what car I was in. I was not in my car.
1: <laughs> I was not in my car. I wasn't going to do
2: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then that makes sense, though. Especially, like, if he was in his car. Like, if I yeah. side somebody and they were in their car, I would definitely stop. I'd be like, listen, my bad. You know, like. But if you're not in your car and I happen to hit your car. I'm out. Right. <laughs> right. You know Especially if it's the dead of the night. Cause sometimes that's usually when I might hit your car is if I'm coming from somewhere that like I was out partying, I'm the fuck out. You're never going to see me ever right. again. <laughs> you're catch me on camera. Right. I'm, 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 I may have done the same thing. You know too, what I'm saying? Yeah. I am just like, no, oh, no. Cause I think no. your first instinct, like you said, is I'm going to just keep going because you're just like, oh shit. Did I really just hit that? Like, oh. Right. Like, I know if I bumped your car, like, when I'm in a parking spot, if I bumped it, I'm definitely out. Unless you're in the car. <laughs> definitely. I'm definitely out. I'm not saying anything. Like, all right, peace. So, and I understand, like, that's happened to me, too. Like, where my bumper might be scratched or something. I'm not be like, you got to chalk it up to the game, I guess. Because I know I've done that to people. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I would have been scared, though. Like, oh, shit, I got to get out this damn van.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God. And I know I had a scene because it was, like, parents dropping off
1: their kids. Oh, "Oh, no. You just stop. And people make (laughs) it worse. When they see you, like, sideswipe somebody or hit somebody, they'll be on the side like, oh, oh. you would be like, yo. (laughs) Stop bringing attention to it. Like, stop. Right. And the
2: age of cell phones, like, I don't don't want no smoke.
1: Nope. No, I definitely get that. (laughs) I definitely get that. Okay, next one is Never have I ever snuck off for a nap while on my shift.
2: Oh, yes. She said, like,
1: oh, oh, yes.
2: Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, I I used to work straight night shift, and oh, it was just God. fine. I could not take it anymore. I said, Y'all, just watch my patience. I can't, <laughs> can't, I physically cannot. It's, that, it's like you can ask any night shift nurse between the hours sometimes like between three and five but four is the one 4 a.m you feel like you are one step in the grave like (laughs) you just just don't like it is the worst feeling no amount of coffee no amount of walking around the unit no amount of anything can wake you up unless like a maybe an emergency situation then you'll like wake up but oh my god and it used to be worse like and the ER working night shift is a little easier because all the lights are on. There's constantly stuff going on. But when I work, like, on an inpatient floor, they would dim the lights. It would get really quiet because they're creating an atmosphere for people to sleep. Okay. So,
1: shit, I feel like I got to What's my time? Right was about to say, it's my time to sleep, too. If they sleep, I'm sleep. Like, ain't that the rule? <laughs> and we had a
2: little, like, um, I guess, like, Patient family lounge in the back I would just grab me a little blanket I said just give me a half an hour I can't I I had to do that so many times because it just it physically hurts at 4am like it just it's an indescribable feeling it's terrible People who work really overnight. I hate night shift.
1: Yeah. Everybody who works night shift, I barely hear them say, like, in any job, that they enjoy it. Like, everybody's just like, it's a struggle. And I always say, people who work overnight are thugs. Like, y'all are some warriors. Because no people, that
2: is difficult. Some people love it. Especially older nurses. Like, I had this, there's one old, um, co-worker I used to work with. She's been a nurse since as long as I've been born. So, 89. Like, man. Like, man. And doing night shift the majority of it. And she is just like, happy go lucky. (laughs) Like, ma'am, you are a psychopath. 100%. 100%. Something is wrong with you.
1: I don't understand how you can just be walking around like, oh, yay. Those be the people that annoy you too, because you'd be like, why are you so damn up? Why are you not as tired as I am? god oh my god
2: and some people who really love it like they refuse like i'll never go to day shift no nope not for me like, y'all nuts yeah y'all crazy
1: no that's def- that's definitely nuts definitely for sure I, I don't think i could do it because i can barely stay up during the day so i mm-hmm. know if it's my time like you said if it's the ambiance the lights are dim it's quiet i'm going to sleep like yeah. <laughs> it's I'm yeah. getting fired, I guess, on the first day because you're gonna catch me sleep somewhere. Like I, I don't think I could do overnight. So, yeah,
2: it's that hard, or I, like you just be at charting, just just a little hard like always. hard. hard <laughs> like, it's so bad. And like with me, I develop, like health issues. Like I got really bad, um, like GERD, like um, like nauseous, nauseous all the time, uh, acid reflux. Oh, that- Mm -hmm. I thought I had a freaking stress ulcer like I had to get scoped (laughs) a whole lot oh my gosh if your circadian rhythm is out of whack it's just so much shit that can happen to you and I'm like I can't do it I can't do this I can't do this no more
1: yeah I would have had to chalk it too Like, I can't sleep and my health is going a little to the left Mm -mm. (laughs) I'll see y'all later (laughs) bye (laughs) it was nice that's, see it's stuff like that that I would have never even thought happened with working an overnight shift, and mm-hmm. I can see why some people a lot of people I understand some people like it but I know a lot of people that are like I'm trying to get off overnight like they always say that like I'm just trying to get off that shift so mm-hmm. it's crazy alright next question is never have I ever received a creepy phone call not access since Halloween is coming up
2: oh god girl and then I just told you the
1: issue that's <laughs> think about that think about that <laughs> why should we hang up over facetime and you get somebody gonna be calling you You You're gonna be like electrician who's this oh no uh, but
2: um <laughs> for context the lights were flickering in my house and one part of my house the electricity went off just for context right <laughs> to be like what's electrician about <laughs> what is man <they> about Why <laughs> do I don't have any creepy shit going on in my house <laughs> But I did, um, back when, like, you remember when, back when Scream was popular and everybody
1: wanted to do them nut-ass phone yeah. calls? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So How many of those on the house phone?
1: You just drive me nuts. Damn, I must have not been popular, because I don't think I got any creep. <laughs> I don't think I got any during that time. That's what you said. You remember? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody called me. Why can't I get a creepy phone call? Damn it. Oh, my gosh.
2: Remember though and I think it was like some voice box you could buy or something like that I don't remember no, but they I were getting PC fancy call with the it. House phone doing those prank scream calls like not
1: cool and not it's cool. funny you said that too because I was um reading an article and they were saying um I guess drew Barrymore came out with a TV show and yeah. she had like the people from scream on there and uh, she had to, like a fun fact and she said the fun fact was um after scream came out the it was an increase in people buying the caller ID things yes. because people were getting so many prank calls. So it's funny yeah. that you said that. Because she definitely yes. said that she said that it went all the way up.
2: I, I, we were so basic. Like we didn't have the we didn't have caller ID. We didn't have um what is that? My mom had the basic ass phone package where you couldn't like do a two way call. They couldn't click over. Like oh shoot call us like you would get a big busy signal like you couldn't switch over to the other line <laughs> yeah <Yo. laughs> he he real basic phone package
1: she's like i'm not paying extra for <laughs> that shit okay <laughs> got us all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> i like your mom she is a budgeting woman i like yeah. that because y'all didn't need all the extra stuff she was like no y'all gonna wait till we off the phone okay <laughs> we talk exactly. to y'all later Stand by, we will holler at y'all later. That's right'
2: I'm gonna get this busy signal. That's,
1: oh, that's funny, I really don't think I feel like I have gotten I, don't, I feel like I'm sure I probably have gotten a creepy phone call when I was younger. I can't think of anything um I've gotten r- r- like weird voicemails mm. like when I've been older, but I just um. Attribute that to like scam phone Scam yeah. scam phone call Spam one of, one of those I just attribute it to that because I'll get like a lot of random Phone calls and I'll just be like What the heck is this about Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll have voicemails where somebody Is like talking to Chinese and I'm just like mm. Oh
2: my god I have
1: Yeah I was just like what No Phone like, no. no number Definitely Like wrong. my iPhone can't even freaking transcribe this I don't know what you want <laughs> I'm not calling back It's very strange uh, the latest question is never have I ever gotten my nipples pierced
2: no never
1: Never. <laughs> you've never wanted to
2: I have I have wanted to uh-huh. but my husband always was like no don't do it well, I've never done it but I've always wanted to and then and then I've heard like stories from people that have gotten it done and like told me how painful it was I was like
0: mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah
2: I know that's a very sensitive area.
1: Listen, yeah, like, "Mm -mm." like, so I actually went with my one friend, and she had got them done, and I seen it, and I seen how the not to be like gross or nothing, but I seen how the nipple goes through the skin. First off, that skin is tough. Like, even though it's sensitive, it's tough. So like, they really had to like, really had to push through to get it through, and I was just like. Oh, no. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. after that, I lost the want of even having them pierced. Like, I'm like, it's cute. Like, I've seen people... um. Like when they wear certain outfits, it looks cute. I think it's very like sexy. Like so, right. like the girls who have it, I'm just like, yeah, that looks good on you. Like shout out to you. But I don't think I can do it. Like I think I'd be really bitching. And I don't think if I did, I would probably only do like the one because I'm already in a circumstance of getting it. And then the second one, I'd be like, no, nah, never mind. I'll just rock out. No, and I'm like, I'm I'm just I'm
2: just that type of person. I hate mismatch. So it's like I feel yeah. like I will put them both <laughs> done because i feel I'm, the same
1: way first, like, go through the pain of the one and i'm not gonna come back, for right. second. <laughs> right. gonna come back. No. i feel the same <laughs> way like i'm like nah i can't just have one you got, they're like a pair both. they both they gotta have, be decorated like, the we yeah. need one day one sound you can't have like one with an earring and the other one with no earring like no that doesn't um. work so after that i was like Mm-mm. and then she was crazy because she had um a surgery I think it was like her appendix or something so she had to take mm-hmm. them out and then she got them re-pierced and then something else happened and she was like I'm not doing it again she was like it was too painful I was like shout out to you for even getting them pierced twice like I would have right. chalked it up but right. yeah nope. that's definitely I, I seen that and I was like mm-hmm, I'm traumatized no thanks <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool so that's all my questions for Pete the Fifth you did good Rachel oh. <laughs> You did really, really good. I tried to keep Cheers. it nice and chill. Like I said, every time my guests are on here for the first time, I don't like to go hard on them, ask them too crazy of questions. Mm-hmm. So, the next segment is What's Trend to Know Whatever. So, there hasn't really been that much because usually I record on Thursdays, but we're recording mm-hmm. on a Tuesday because Rachel has to work on Thursday. So, there hasn't really been that much that's transpired since. Like, I guess it hasn't been that much since last since Thursday last Thursday and then today mm-hmm. except for this if you're in Philly this thing that happened overnight last night on Monday so a 27 year old black man was fatally shot in Philly last night um, it, was partic- it was specifically in West Philly um, his name is Walter Wallace Jr. the incident has caused for protests to occur in the West Philadelphia area overnight it was stated that the man was approaching the police of- officers holding a knife and, um, the two officers opened fire. Um, the young man's dad said that his son did suffer from mental health issues and that it seemed that he was a, sh- that he was shot about 10 times. Um, I got that information this morning cause I clock in for work really early. My shift starts at six in the morning and I woke up and I was like, what the hell happened? I was just like, it was like mm-hmm. all this chaos on Twitter. Um, yeah. and then that was what I read. So I'm not sure if more information has come out since I read that this morning, um. Either way, it was just crazy, apparently, in West Philly last night. Like, mm-hmm. there was looting, there was protests, there were people throwing bricks at officers. I saw videos of officers beating people up with batons, like, really beating them up. Um, You know, it just, it's, it seemed crazy out there. So I don't know, I guess I wanted to kinda of talk about it and just see like what your thoughts were on the whole situation. I know we um talked about it a little bit before we recorded, but we didn't really, mm-hmm. you know, go too deep into it. So what do you think?
2: So it's just it's just tough. Um I I think today like I, I intentionally just try to stray away from a lot of the news and the social media because it's hard. Like it's it's just hard when nonstop this these things are happening. Um, and then everybody wants to put their two cents in it. And it's just like exhausting sometimes. Um, it just last night when everything was coming out, um, I was like, was like, should I watch the video or should I not watch the video? And I watched it. I ended up watching the video and just hearing how many shots that the officers, like how many shots, how many rounds they shot. It was just horrific it was mm-hmm. horrific like i was like I, oh my god oh my god like for for apparently this man only had a butter knife like what
1: it was a butter knife no way apparently,
2: apparently it was only a butter knife and it's like are you kidding me? and then just like heartbreaking to see like his mom running out and you know that she had a witness that it's just terrifying it's terrifying and it's terrifying that we just have to keep going through this like Mm -hmm. all the progress that we you know may have had from the middle of the year just seems like things keep happening like all the time Mm -hmm. and it just I just can't help but think sometimes too in my line of profession I see people in manic stages all the time Mm -hmm. all the time people come in they spit at us they charge at us they curse at us they throw bodily fluids on you name it it's happened but I've never been in a situation where we had to kill or harm someone like never never and and if I did you, I'm gonna be sitting in the courtroom <laughs> it's not you know that's just not how you're supposed to conduct yourself and even when I was a a social worker, I would see stuff like that. It's just like if somebody's in a manic phase the the last thing you wanna do is come charging at them with a gun
1: right <laughs> the last thing right,
2: so it's just just a heartbreaking situation all around and then I do feel bad for like people that I know like a lot of small businesses got looted, and I've seen those videos were heartbreaking from that too. It's just like it's all around just sad
1: mm-hmm sad. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, me, I'm on the same, I'm on the same, um, like, tip as you are, as far as like, I can't keep watching these things. And mm-hmm. like, when I see that something like that happens, I for the most part, that's why I said I only read that this morning that I kind of tried to stay off of Twitter because it's just like, I understand that everyone's angry, but it gets just. It's just crazy just how things go. And I, me, myself, I'm, I am I think I'm think i an empath. And everything that I see sometimes really, depending on what people are saying, can really shift my mood. Like, I'll really yeah. just be like, that was ignorant as fuck, and now I'm upset. So it's yeah. just like I try to watch what I'm taking in. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. I worry that people might think I'm being tone deaf because, like, I'll be tweeting about something else. Or, like, I'll be posting and referencing my businesses. But... I've come to notice that I handle things by like distracting myself. Yeah. So I'll just be like, how can I be productive and distract myself instead of immersing myself in this and making myself upset or sad. So I'll do that and just try to kind of see if I can get everyone else, you know, whoever follows me to shift on that scene, you know, kind of just keep people just off of it. I don't want to ignore it though, which is why I was like, I want to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, When I read that, they said he got shot 10 times. I'm not sure if that's the exact number, but that's what his dad said. I was like, that was excessive as fuck. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this man had a knife and now you're telling me he's a butter knife. So that even makes me feel like this was really just way overboard. He had a knife. He didn't have a shotgun. He didn't have like a bazooka. He didn't have a bomb. Like he didn't have anything that was just like that. I, that I personally feel like you would have to shoot somebody 10 times for Right. And if you really felt that threatened, if you really felt like you had to shoot, I don't see the need of shooting like where they shot him at. They, I think a lot of it was in his chest, like shoot him in the hand, shoot him in the right. leg if you want to like. stop him from charging mm-hmm. you, you know, try to try to do if, that, if that's what you're going to if you want to shoot, shoot him somewhere where it's not really going to be affecting him, where it's, where it's not going to kill him, but it's right. still going to slow him down
2: we wondering, like, do they carry tasers anymore? Like, is that not a thing?
1: Well, <laughs> apparently, um, Nigel said his coworker told him that, I guess it, it came that they don't they didn't even have tasers on them. The two officers who shot didn't even have tasers on them. And it's just like, why not? Like, They,
3: they was talking about budgeting. Like, I was looking on... Oh, you uh, looked I mean, it up? I, was, I didn't look it up. I was mm-hmm. watching at the gym, and it was coming up. Like, I was just reading the words. And yeah.
1: Shut the fuck what? up. Right. <laughs> you see, I'm like, come on. But they what? everybody had batons out beating people the fuck up last night. So you're telling me y'all couldn't budget some of those batons uh. out for tasers instead? Or like, no, like, that's like, that's really outrageous to me. It's and I feel like
2: that's just a blatant F you like we just gonna pick and choose what things we deem is necessary. Right. These tasers are not necessary, so we're just gonna shoot you instead. Like what
1: and I told Nigel, I said, so I listen to a lot of true, I always say I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. I watch a lot of true crime stuff. And I told Nigel that it's, you don't understand how many people have mental health issues out here. A lot of people are just going about it day to day. They're on medications. Some are handling better than others, but there's a lot of people who have mental health, a mental health in- illness. um, And sometimes depending on what happens to them, it could be that one day that they snap and they have an episode. Like you said, they're manic. So you would think this being like a big thing in crime, you noticing that a lot of times mental health can play a part in why certain crimes happen, that you would be trained on how to de-escalate someone who's having a manic episode. That you right. would know, how can I go about you know, disarming this person or calming this person down without having to shoot them or injure them? So I was just like, as a cop, that should be a training like that should be a priority of you knowing what to do if you're in that situation, because that's a common situation. Like, I just didn't get that. I'm like, how is I just don't get how (laughs) it makes sense to shoot somebody that many times especially if it's only them they only have a they have a butter knife the mom is out explaining to you hey listen my son has mental health issues like please don't shoot him because he is off his medication mm-hmm. like you're being told what it is and instead of you just being like let's find a way to maybe go about this. Like maybe you go over there and as I'm distracting him, you can tackle him or like right. anything. Y'all, sh- y'all choose to shoot him and then b- basically empty out y'all clips, each person. Yeah, I
2: just could not believe how many shots I heard. I was like, oh my,
1: like I had to like, kept saying
2: it like, oh my God. Like it was no way he wasn't aiming to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Many rounds off. Like yeah. i I
1: couldn't believe it. Niaji even said, what happened to warning shots? And I was like, you're right. Like, what did happen to that? Because sometimes if you do a warning shot, you'll show the person you ain't playing and they'll back off, you know? Mm -hmm. Or like, why not you back away from them? And just there's just so many different ways you could go about it. And I feel like cops are just so quick to just shoot you. And Mm -hmm. that's scary as fuck because these are also the same people you would call if you're in distress, if you need help. You know what I'm right. saying? Because who else are we going to call? You, that's what you're there for. So if yeah. I'm calling you because I need help, and you come, and now I got to worry about you possibly shooting me or killing me, what the what the fuck? Yeah,
2: I that too. I was thinking about that too last night. Like, if you you want to do all this, you know, you want to show the community they can
1: trust you, like this.
2: This is not the way. You're it's not the direction me. at all. You need do something in their community to you know have that relationship with people on the blocks like if that's what you want there's no way people are going to be trustworthy of you if these are the things that are going to be happening yeah at all I agree and you're going to be met with a bunch of resistance because people are just going to have their guard up yeah
1: I, I completely agree and it's just it sucks like it sucks that like that's how you kind of have to live now. Like, you just don't know. You don't know if this cop is here to help you out or to take your life. And it's like, hmm, okay, great. Like, so it kind of just makes you feel like you're against everybody because everybody's just, you don't feel like you don't have any help or safety. Um, yeah. Do you go ahead. think
3: there's cops that, like, are willing to shoot people for, like, the infamy of it? Like, to have their name is like, yeah,
1: I did it? I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure.
2: I'm sure. Like, um, randomly, we were, I was in D.C. this weekend, and, um, there, we were in an Uber, and this guy, we just randomly having a conversation with the Uber driver, and he was telling us about his friend that worked, um, for the Newark department, police department, and he was saying, like, you know, he, um, something about, like, he, you know, he had, like, the least, um, force used or you know didn't have to shoot his gun something something of that effect and he was like pulled into the office and and instead of like them asking oh what are your tactics like why aren't you having to use your gun or you know why aren't you having to use any um excessive force they were like you know what what sort of tactics can we learn from you it was more so like well why not like what what do you mean like what why why aren't you using excessive force what (laughs) So I'm sure those things exist. I'm I'm sure. I'm so, I'm sorry. I feel like sometimes, like all humans, there can be some sort of sadistic nature. Where I'm sure they're probably going around like, well, guess how many people I yeah. shot this month or yeah. something like that. Like I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure.
1: I agree too. I think I, a lot of times cops let that go to their head. Like that title. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a I'm an officer. I'm a cop. You know, they feel like they have some sort of power over you. Some Cause they got a little bit of authority. So some cops, I'm sure take that shit and run with it. And Mm -hmm. you know, especially like in your precinct, a lot of cops, not all cops, but there's a lot of male cops that ego pops in and people want to be like, you said, the person who has arrested the most people or the person who has had to do what they had to do to get the job done. Like I'm sure that happens. So yeah, I'm sure there's probably even cops that do that shit for the infamy, especially like racist Cops. Oh, I'm gosh. sure they do that show that the other people who are oh. racist will look at them and be like, yeah, like he did that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm sure that definitely happens.
2: Like, um, I, I'm sorry, but I look at the FOP and I'm like, y'all are just, that's just a gang of racist people. That's what's just the fraternal order of police, like in Philadelphia, like they um, publicly endorse Trump. Like, they just be having all sorts of little Trump rallies.
1: I've never heard of them. They
3: put out a statement today basically saying that it's a tough job and, like, it's a split decision and basically we're with the officers and, like, basically they support their decision.
1: But, of course, you're going to be, especially if you're an officer. That's the thing. I definitely get that it's a tough job, especially in Philly. I think we're at 400 homicides at this point. Like, I get that. I'm not saying, like... You know, you just go out there and it's easy risking your life every day. But I just personally feel like if that's if that's what you're going to do as your profession and if you know the type of area you're working at, if you know the type of things that are going to happen, there should be some better training. You should Your first resort should not be I'm just going to fucking empty my clip and shoot somebody mm-hmm. dead. That should just not be it. And I would love to – I wish – I could do more research and find out like, where is your money going to? Because y'all saying y'all having budget issues, but you know, where's the money being spent? Cause it's probably yep. not being spent well, most yep. likely. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's probably not being spent how it needs to be spent. And I mean, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things for me was I was telling Nige, this might sound foolish, but I'm used to this kind of stuff happening like down South. So mm-hmm. the fact that happened in Philly, I was just like, Nah. Like really, Philly? Like I wouldn't have suspected it. Even though I know it's happened in New York. It's just like, I don't know. I just wouldn't have expected it to happen in Philly. But that's just me being naive to the fact that, you know, there's there's some I, shit going on in Philly, you know?
2: Yeah, but I just you never know where these cops grew up because best believe Montgomery County, Bucks County.
1: All that stuff, yeah. yeah. All
2: the people that grew up there are super racist. Yeah. They join the police force, but in, in an urban community,
1: like, Philadelphia yeah. is not the place to come, bro. It's just they, not.
2: Just go ahead and stay in Bucks County where exactly. you're comfortable.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, mm-mm. it's not, like, and I'm in my little bubble, my little North Philly bubble, so I just, I don't know, I just be assuming, like, you're well-versed on, like, like you said, what these urban areas are like, and nah, so... Yeah, it just, it's a terrible situation. I mean, that man had three kids, and he's, he's gone. Like you said, his mom had to witness him being shot to death. And it's still a pandemic going on. Then, like you said, people started looting. And I understand when people are just like, burn everything down, fuck it, it's material yeah. shit. I, I definitely get that. But then it sucks when it's just like, like the one business I saw that almost got looted was the girl who did my hair for my engagement shoot. She has a salon, I believe, on Baltimore Ave,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and she's from IUP. And I, I've seen her build that salon up from the bottom on her by yeah. herself, and it's just like, damn, people were even trying to come and break into your shit, you know? And it's like, it's it's it sucks. So, yeah,
2: like I get
1: like, it, I get it, like, but then it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, like don't
2: get twisted, like I. Ask- People are going to. I'm not here to judge how people express their anger. Right. Not at all. But, you know, I do. Not for Target. Like, fuck Target. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. Them
1: corporations, fuck Target. I don't care about them. Fuck Nike. I did
2: a video of this girl's shop who got looted. I was like, damn. Mm hmm. That, like, oh, I'm sure hurt. Because she got
1: looted twice yeah see, and it's oh, rough because oh, oh. these are small businesses, right and these people right. are struggling already, like me, even as a small business owner, I remember um my ls asked me how stuff was going for me, and I said, girl, I'm basically starting over. I was like because I couldn't bring any business for a while, so I can only imagine people who i I understand they probably have insurance, I would hope they have insurance and that type of stuff on the stuff in their shop. But it's just like, damn, you're literally rebuilding. And then to have to do it twice. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Everybody could get the smoke. It's not like people know the difference between this store and that store. But a lot of them stores on like Baltimore Ave are small businesses. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's not a a target. It's not a a Nike or anything like that. So it's just like, damn, that sucks. That sucks that it has to be a casualty of war. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But I completely agree. Like, however, you express your anger is up to you. It's just because what else? What else can we do at this point? What else is the option? Like, and I
2: think, I think honestly, like, I think like my husband is African American, and if anything was to happen to him,
1: set the world I, on fire. <laughs>
2: I like everything the fuck yeah. up. I don't care. Like, yeah. I, so you know, I if you know this, this family is grieving and the community is grieving. Like. like Cause it's really the community as well, because that is just like an eye opener for them. Like it, that could have been me. That could have been any Mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that's just a huge slap in the face to them too.
1: Yeah. So they're grieving for sure. Yeah, it definitely it sucks, and my heart goes out to his family and even like his kids and everything like that. And I don't know. 2020 is just. (laughs) Like I said, you get over like the one, the one thing that's like hurtful. And the next thing, you know, there's something else rolling in, and it's just like, come the fuck on, like, yeah. it's a lot. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel for everybody. And I definitely understand why everybody's upset, and I hope that they do something with these officers. I'm not sure what yeah. they can do, but I just hope it's not like swept underneath the rug. Like, mm-mm. I
2: know, and I, and I, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna use like that he was. I'm doing air quotes charging at them.
1: With a fucking butter knife, like.
2: Right, so I'm like, I'm scared that they're going to use like that and they're going to get, you know, it's not even going to be, who, and they're probably not even going to get fired, like.
1: You know what's crazy? Nigel said the same thing. He said, I hate the fact that he was charging at them, quote, unquote, and had a knife because that's what they're going to be. That's what they're going to use as their, like, defense. They're going to focus on that. Well, he had a knife. He was coming at them. So it's true. It's just it sucks, especially the way they twist things. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even to this day, like the whole Brianna Taylor story bothers me. When they like they come at the the boyfriend for trying to defend people that fucking came in his house, I just be like, right. you gotta be kidding me. They are using right. this as the basis as to why y'all shot this woman in her home. Like, yeah, that stuff is just it's insane. It's definitely yeah. insane. But, all right, we're going to move on to something lighter. I wanted to get that out of the way first. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny because you mentioned her name earlier, and I was like, perfect, because we're going to talk about it. So they're coming out with a series for Selena on Netflix. Yeah. all the (laughs) preview. Yep. They said they're coming out with a two-part series based on the life of Selena. Um, The first part drops on December 4th. So I personally feel like this isn't just only – something the hispanic community loves i feel like everybody loves selena i know yeah, so many people who yeah. are just like anything for selena's like everybody done not yeah. seen the movie they show it on damn near on the, on the channel I, I think it's VH1. they play it on yeah. VH1 every month every month
2: and i watch it every time right
1: me too i do like i really enjoy it so everybody kind of already knows about selena i watched the preview for it and it does look good the only thing is, and I know this is probably a stupid gripe to have about it. The girl that's playing Selena is not thick. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Selena was thick, like thicker than the snicker. And yeah, I'm just like,
0: so-
1: uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, mm, I I just don't know. Um, But it looks good. Like, it looks like they're really going to give you more of a background story as far as like her, like her childhood and even her breaking into the Tejano music, because I didn't even know she, there was like a whole controversy with that, because apparently yeah. Tejano music is just for men. So the fact that she, I didn't I had no idea, it was when I was reading the article, it was like a male-dominated music industry, I guess, um, and she started breaking out with that music and they had a whole issue with it. They were like, no, what is she doing? So she kind of broke the mold when it came to women being in that type of music. Um, But that was my only gripe. I was like, shorty ain't thick at all. What we doing here? Like, how are these outfits going to fit? Because some of the outfits, you know, had to do with her thickness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the preview on the shade room. And it, it's, it is a guilty pleasure of mine to go through the shade room comments. Because sometimes it just the be best. the best and worst <laughs> At worst, <laughs> no, people in a right. No, there are some vile ass people in the shade room co- comment so.
1: I agree. When, the minute I see like a nasty comment, like if it's one or two, I'm like I'm getting off of this because it's not exactly. fun no more. Same. Like this is nasty.
2: Same. There's some vile stuff, but there's some highly entertaining stuff there too. <laughs> So, people was coming at the wigs.
1: <laughs> the wigs is bad too. The one with the ponytail and the bang. I was like, hmm. That bang ain't <laughs> that was it. Another
2: thing. And I was like, you know what? They're right. Because one person comment was like, oh no, like Selena had the body that people pay top dollar for nowadays. Like, it's no way. It's no way.
1: And the reason why I feel like there should have been an emphasis on that is because I'm all pro, like, any, t- any body type. So, I'm not trying to come yeah. at the girl for being, like, not thick that's completely fine. The reason why I feel like it's a, it should be an emphasis on that is because she was known for her outfits. Right. Like, she right. was breaking the mold with all the different outfits. She had the sequin, the bras, all of that. And I felt like what added to those outfits was her body. Like, she had a really yeah. nice body. So, I feel like it takes away from the outfit a little bit. It's not, you know, an ac- as accurate of a depiction yeah. in my eyes. Maybe I'm taking it too seriously. <laughs> no, it's true. It's
2: true. Uh and again I, I well I didn't you know sometimes I wish I grew up in the 90s but <laughs> like I feel like in the back of the 90s too I don't know that might have been like a really controversial like that she was so curvy because I feel like in the 90s it was really that supermodel um what Cindy Crawford Naomi Campbell sort of look like mm-hmm. I feel like in the 90s like you just had to be real
1: <laughs> yeah so, no i agree with you because even watching moesha now and that was in the 90s they was coming mm-hmm. at him left and right and she wasn't even big she was just a little no, thicker no. than everybody else so that wasn't the norm back then you're right mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. so i don't know I'll, I'll tune in but i don't know if it's gonna have to live up to a very high
1: standard of the movie because the movie, movie was fabulous It's
2: like but the movie is well loved yeah. by a lot of people <laughs>
1: The movie was very well done. And, like, I felt like they told a good amount of her life. Jada was looking popping in it. And I felt Mm -hmm. like she really did resemble Selena. Yeah. Like, she did really well with her little dance scenes and her little singing scenes. Like, that movie was really good. So, I, you're right. They're definitely at a high standard. I'm going to tune in. But the wigs was definitely. Then, like, the mom had a wig at one point in time. They were supposed to be, like, the short, the golden shortcut. And I'm like, oh, no. This is terrible. (laughs) Oh, no. Like the Tyler it's Perry a, um a lifetime. did he did he provide these wigs because <laughs> I'm just so distraught right now. <laughs>
2: Nothing worse than Tyler Perry
1: wig. Oh, uh, I could I just yeah over it. <laughs> um I did also want to mention. So I saw a preview today. They're bringing back Saved by the Bell. That's another thing they're doing. Yeah, and I was like, they're bringing them back with um Mario Lopez, the girl who played Jesse, Kelly, and Zach. Okay. So they're coming back, but they're coming back as, like, the parents slash adults. So kind of like how okay. Boy Meets World was, where they came back and it was about, like, her yeah. daughter. So this is them as, like, adults. So I believe um, Mario Lopez is, like, the gym teacher, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, Jesse is now the principal. And then Kelly and Zach are the governor. Well, Zach is the governor of California, and she's the first okay. lady. And it's based off he- of, like, his son and this school that he's going to. Mm-hmm. I think it's his son and his daughter. But then what's cool about it is they're adding basically like these kids who are not from like money who are coming mm-hmm. to the school and they're basically dealing with these kids who are. So it looks okay. pretty interesting. You know what I don't like about <laughs> what? that story? What? There's no, Mario Lopez or Slater have way more going for him than Zach. <laughs> so I know Zach up as the governor. And, and he end up with and, Kelly. And Slater's the gym teacher? Slater's the gym Slater. teacher. No, but you not. know what I noticed, though? I don't know if this is, like... That's it is a little racist, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if maybe this is, like, his idea, because it was most of the, uh, the scenes were him. So it seems right. like he's mostly the one in it. It was, like, him and then it was, like, mostly then Jesse. You would see more of Jesse, but you barely saw, like, Kelly and Zach in it as much. So... I mean, it is racist, because even, like, when I seen the trailer, they was like, Kelly and Zach are back. But I'm like, so are fucking Slater and Jesse. Like, <laughs> I forget about <laughs> this. asses. They in there, too. So, I can agree. I think, yeah, it might be racist. I'm still going to check it out. But that's coming out. And then they're also doing a second Hocus Pocus. Mm. So, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about, like, reboots or sequels?
2: Oh, I mm see... I don't know like I, lately they haven't <laughs> been meeting the mark for me mm-hmm. they have not especially for like real beloved shows and movies like you really have to come correct and lately they have not been getting it right mm-hmm. a lot of I just watched I don't know if you watched *Witches*, the witches
1: no the one the original one the original one that was the one with sister sister right with T and Tamira no, no that's twitches what oh. was the witches <laughs> don't make fun of me. He's like, no. My bad. She goes, okay, okay. What is it, um. No, so it was a, what
2: was his name? His name's not Ronald. Ronald, 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 Donald. uh Doll. He made, like, James and the Giant Peach. He wrote The Witches. Like, he wrote all these books that I, that I read in elementary school and they made a movie, um, The Witches, and they just made a re- remake. And I literally just watched it last night and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is not, this uh. is not correct. Um, so yeah, I don't know. The original witches wasn't that good either. See, I I just felt like I liked it because it was just so, it was true to the book. It was very true to the book. I like I could anytime like like they read a line off, I remember reading it in the book. So it was very true to the book. This other one, I was like, meh, meh. So I don't know, a lot of them I'm trying to even think right now, like which did a remake that was better than the original, and I can't think of any at the moment.
1: It's 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 hard. I feel the same way as you. I'm like I get excited though about some of these reboots. I do. I like, do. I oh, so many
2: promise.
1: Right. Like you so be much like, much oh, promise. it's cool. Maybe they're gonna like switch it up, or you want to see like how they go about it. But then like when you said when it's like I think I think what happens with reboots is they go too off from the script. Yeah. Like if they would keep the same type of like at least base plot and then add to it then maybe yeah. it wouldn't be as bad but they be like trying to do too much and it's just yeah. like no now you you're ruining it because why yeah. can't you just go with what you already have and build on it and i think that is the problem they be trying to create like these whole other stories and it's like no i don't i don't like, like this like how
2: do you feel about all like these disney live action movies that have come out
1: so i watched Aladdin and I'm a person that I always look up the reviews. I'm always like yeah. trying to see what people are saying about the movie and it people were coming at Aladdin yes. hard. Like they was just like, Nope, sucks. They really didn't like Jasmine. But to be honest, she wasn't that she wasn't that great. But they was just like really coming at the whole movie. And then I watched it and I actually really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I liked, like I liked it. I liked like the graphics and everything of it. I was like, this is pretty cool. It wasn't better than the first Aladdin, but I, I yeah. overall enjoyed it. Now the Lion King, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, Mm-mm. no, thank you.
2: And I you. love Beyonce, but they were coming at Beyonce before. yo.'
1: Because first off, that, I think that's the one thing Beyonce maybe is not the best at, because she seems to be great at everything, but I don't right. know if acting is her strong suit, and I would think it would be, because I'm sure when she performs and stuff, she has that, there's some sort of act there, because you're performing, so I right. would think it would just be second nature for her to actually act in movies, but,
3: mm. I can't blame her for that movie, because the mouse wasn't.
1: I like thought the, the mouths were moving. Really, like it was, it was something mouse. we didn't like because we saw that in theaters, and we was like, what the "Fuck, are we so watching? Like watching?" National Geographic talk
3: without talking. Like, yeah. Like the thoughts, but not actually. Like in the first movie, their eyes moved. They they, they show pain, sadness, yeah. happiness. They didn't show any of that, so you're just like, "Oh, okay." They're just reading the lines.
1: Yeah, I, I really wasn't a fan of that Lion King live action shit. I was like, y'all could have kept this. Like, yeah.
2: mm. And I'm, Mulan is one of my favorite like Disney movies, and I refuse to watch this live action. I one was going to actually watch it. I've heard too many bad things. So I'm like, nope, you're not going to ruin this for me.
1: Really? I'm going to ruin the it. it. They didn't they have, have the, the dragon? No, no, nope, they didn't.
2: They had Mushu. There was no singing. Like, what do you mean? No singing?
1: That's a staple in the Disney movie. Exactly. <laughs> I've already signed it off. I'm cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean no singing? Where's the songs? Like All Right.
0: Mm, no. Nope.
1: Like, I get what Disney's trying to do, and I do think it's cool. Like I said, I really like the Aladdin. I was like, wow, this is really extravagant. But um, the Lion King just didn't do it for me. I was like, y'all could have kept this. We don't need it. Nobody asked for it, honestly. <laughs> Nobody asked <for> <laughs> No one asked for these freaking lines to be actually talking or for Beyonce to be the voice <laughs> of the line. Like nobody asked for that. We're cool. We're good. But yeah, I don't know. The reboots is very like there's a there's a thin line between that. I don't understand why people can't come up with new shit though. That's what I'm trying to figure right. out. Right.
2: Just something needs to be left alone. Like, I know they're doing um a uh I guess part two, but I don't know. I don't think it's a remake. I think it's a part two of coming to America. Like that is yeah. one of my
1: favorite movies. Like That's one of our favorite up, movies. We don't like everyone.
2: <laughs> yes. And if they fuck it up, I will never forgive them. Ever.
1: Ever. I'm... I will never forgive you. <laughs> no. I'm hoping they don't since Eddie Murphy is, like, involved. I'm hoping he don't Sorry. let us down. But, yeah, I would be upset because me and Nigel love that movie and we, like, quote it at random times because yeah. it's, like, yeah. relatable. <laughs> yeah. So, hopefully not. Hopefully they do good. The cast looks I didn't see who the cast who the cast was. I I have to the cast that up. All right, so that's everything from my West China or whatever. I'm really vibing with you, Rachel. You're giving me all the good vibes. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna move into the main segment, which is free talk, and this segment is going to be in relation to COVID nineteen. So, as we already mentioned, Rachel is a nurse in the emergency room, um, mm-hmm. and I had re- put a post up on Instagram saying I would like to talk about COVID-19 from a nurse's perspective, and she responded. So um, please let me know if I'm being ignorant or if I'm, like, inaccurate with anything. I kind of oh, yeah. made these questions just, like, from what I know of, mm-hmm. m- you know, the healthcare field or what I've seen. Um, yeah, so thanks. yeah, so we're gonna learn together if anything. <laughs> no problem, no problem. So, the first question I well, was not really a question, but I kind of just wanted you to like tell us about your experience with working in the ER during this pandemic.
2: Okay, so, um, so I had so the ER, I, I came into this, uh, I decided to change gears in my profession um it's been a year so I started in October of 2019 in the emergency room and only four months later is when COVID happened (laughs) so I'm still trying to grasp the ER in a hole and then boom this whole new player comes to to the game which is COVID-19 so it it was it's just been (laughs) really wild seeing this evolve Mm -hmm. because back in February um it was honestly just, we were, and it, it sounds horrible to say this, um, only really screening people from China. Okay. So, in the beginning, it would just be like, oh, if anybody was traveling um, from China.
1: But that's realistic. So, like you said, they're traveling, and yeah. that's where it's kind of, like, happening at the moment. <laughs> I would
2: just feel so
1: bad, because where
2: my hospital is located is just, like, very close to Chinatown, so oh, we had a lot shit. of those people. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to film like. Right, you, right. Where you been at?
1: Where your people been at? We need you to sign this form right here and let us know. <laughs> have you been out of the country?
2: <laughs> right, within the last couple months? Like, no, I've not been out at- no, I haven't had any of those symptoms. No, my I'm, like, I'm sorry. I just have to ask. <laughs> And then, like, it evolved to people traveling in general. Like, have you traveled anywhere within the past month or whatever, whatever? Or are you showing these symptoms? But shit hit the fan. And I remember remember very vividly the day after the NBA got canceled. Like, once they shut that down, I think that's when it
1: hit people. Yeah, people were outraged. Like, the NBA. And then that guy who had it, everybody was flipping out that he had it.
2: the next thing you know, next day in the ER, now everybody thinks they got it. Like, everybody Nuh-uh. was in the emergency room because I think it really hit people. Like, I I guess, you know, because, oh, my God, like, they canceled the entire NBA season. Like, oh, my God. Like, I think that's when it really hit people, and people started freaking out. Okay. So it was
1: just like. Now I just said, mm-hmm. I guess that's when he started freaking yep. out. <laughs> 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 that's what it hit him, too. Because, to be honest, like, even if, did it? Is that when the world shut down afterwards? Yeah, right after, right about
2: after that. Oh
1: shoot! If that was like a Thursday or a Friday, then the world shut down on Monday. That's it. So much has happened. I can't even remember when it's when, like, you know, when everything got shut down or not. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday when, like, they had cut all the live broadcasts for the NBA. It was like they're canceling everything, and I think Monday is when. They started doing like all the stay-at-home order stuff so I mean even I was naive to be honest I was just like oh this is just like the flu like what is this like oh it's just gonna pass like people is the people blowing this out of proportion blah, blah blah and then it just started to get realer and realer at work and I was like oh shit <laughs> And then they had split our ER in two. They had split it an a B-side. So A-side were people who were like non-COVID um, symptoms or problems. And then the B-side was all like COVID-related or any respiratory issues would go to B-side. And um, they would rotate us. So it was going to be my day on B-side. And I remember I had woke up and then I started panicking 'Cause it's just like it's it was just like so realistic like um surreal to me. It was very surreal, like everybody gotta stay home, like, oh, uh, you know, nobody going to work, nobody this, nobody that, but I gotta go out and still go to work and still keep it pushing. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck are they throwing me into? Like yeah. what if it was just like scary, like very unknown. So I like woke my husband up and I was like, uh I what, like, what's about to happen to me? Yeah. <laughs> I really felt like a soldier at war because I, I, one thing that has really bothered me is like people saying, Oh, well, you're a nurse. Like you signed up for this bullshit because we spent like less than a semester on epidemics and pandemics. Like it's not really something that's talked about in nursing school I would have never thought in my whole career I would ever experience anything like this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was just like, no, I didn't sign up for this.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's real, though, because my, um even my mom, she's 70, hmm, I should know this age, she's 70-something, she's 73, I think, but even she said never in her lifetime has she seen anything like this, and she never thought she would have. So even like you said, the fact that they only spent that short amount of time on epidemics and pandemics, this is not a normal thing. No. And how the heck are you supposed to be prepared for something that even the president and everybody else in the world wasn't prepared for? Like, this is not something that happens a lot. So, no, you know, that's not fair. Like, oh, you signed up for it. I mean, I signed up to be a nurse, yeah, and save lives, but I don't know if I signed up for like, like this, maybe if all this the nurse crazy the army, Right, like, right, okay, right. I signed up for that, right. but no. No, I did not. Like this is life threatening to us too. Exactly. Like we're human. <laughs> we're not robots.
2: Exactly. Like It was just like so surreal. It was just like, um, everybody's life is interrupted except for mine. Right. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like what like what are you not telling me that I'm supposed to be afraid of? And it's just it's been just like a learning experience for everyone. Like everyone, like I'm pretty sure when I go to back to work tomorrow, after being off for a week and a half, it's going to be new policies and procedures. Like, especially in the beginning, every week was something new every oh, week. That, I hate that. Oh I'm a person God. that likes order
1: like, and routine. And I like to also know what's going to happen. So if I come exactly. in and you're switching things up, I'd be like, I'm quitting today. Like I'd be so
2: earnest. right. Like it'd be like, Oh, well you've got to wear a pepper or just like this big hood that circulates, um, um, filtered air. Okay. But oh, you gotta wear a paper with every content. No, just a surgical mask is fine. No, now you need goggles. Now you need the... I'm like, what the fuck is
1: happening? It's so so that's that's crazy because I would think they would be. I would think me just assuming in the hospital they would know for sure. This is what would work. So you're going through the same thing, where like how they're telling the world, like, oh yeah, it's not airborne, but yes, it is airborne. But oh, it's on surfaces, but no, it ain't. Like so, it's like really nobody knows, not even the healthcare workers. No,
2: no, no. We were just learning as you went to. We did have like there's this guy at our hospital that he like lives off this shit. Like he just he has he had an Ebola room in our ER. Like he was fucking prepared. Like he like lives off this shit like oh it's my time to shine <laughs> my time to shine i had a bunker everything he did have like a bunch of supplies for us oh so that's like, like thankfully we they tried it with us but we we didn't have like all of like the ppe shortages that other hospitals had to deal with thank god mm-hmm. because like i would look at the news and be like New York and Italy and I'm like uh is that what's about to come right. like, what's happening like they tried it with us like they tried to ration us one N95 mask every week and they would get disgusting like yeah. you would see a right. ring around the N95 as if you had makeup on <laughs> and that was just sweat
1: oh <laughs> my gosh
2: and I'm like no I'm not wearing this shit for seven days like this is I'm sure the seal on this thing is not okay. And
1: y'all shifts are long. Like, it's not like I'm only here for five hours. It's usually like, what, like a 12-hour shift, right? Or longer. Yeah. My goodness. No, I ain't trying to have no ring around my fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Every day for 12 hours. Like, why y'all tripping?
2: So, it's just been a roller coaster ever since. Again, like, everything changes. And then, in the beginning, it was just really wild because it's just like, not just dealing with COVID, but like, heart attacks and strokes don't stop because of covid so like being in the emergency room is definitely a different sort of beast because we had to deal with that sort of stuff and then um and covid stuff too it got i think our peak at least at my hospital was april may and like it was just like people coming in respiratory distress all the time like people having to be intubated all the time and it was just like oh my god like this feels like ground zero. This yeah. is
1: crazy. And I wanted to ask you about that because my next question was how nerve wracking for you is to possibly working on a patient that may have COVID? Cause you wouldn't know unless you, they, you know, exactly. they, te- they get tested then you get the results back. So like how in your mind, like, is it just like, I don't know if this fucking person has COVID or not? Like, yeah,
2: that was a huge issue in the beginning, huge issue because In the beginning, in like May, the test wouldn't come back until three days later.
0: Oh my God.
2: So you would not, you literally would not know. And that's when it was most nerve wracking for me. Like, holy, like I cannot fuck up. I got to stay on my P's and Q's, like wiping everything down, putting all my PPE on, all that stuff, because you just really don't know. Now it's gotten a little better we have two different type of tests. There's a rapid test, and there's, like, one... It's, like, a standard test. So, the rapid test can take up to 45 minutes, and, um, the other test can take, like, a couple hours.
1: Okay. But
2: hopefully you will find out within that day.
1: Okay. Okay. That's um, still so scary, but though. in the
2: beginning it was, like... You
1: just don't know!
2: Oh, yeah! God, you just don't know. And, like, some people you have, like, a high suspicion oh. of, but, like, other people just, like, you wouldn't know because like another thing that was happening people would just be coming in for car accidents and then they would go for their x-rays and there's like a specific um pneumonia that's associated with covid and it would show up on their x-ray you were like what like you just came in for something completely different and there's a high possibility you have covid so it's like another way yeah yeah like that happened to um I was a a pregnant coworker of mine, like she just kept getting exposed, the poor thing. <laughs> like people that were on like the A side, like I said, that they didn't suspect and like they would go or their test would come back three days later and they did have it. So like she had to end up going on early maternity leave because she was like, I'm just getting exposed way
1: too many times. I feel her. I feel her <laughs> for real. Like that's that's so scary. Mhm.
2: Mhm. So, yeah, that was, I think that was when I was the most nerve-wracking. So.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. I did want to ask you, how has being on the front line of this pandemic affected you and your family? Because I'm sure for, like, my sister's a respiratory therapist. Mm -hmm. And for a while, she'd be like, I can't see you guys for 14 days. Like, you guys have to wait um or whatever and we just be like what like or she she'd be like really serious like I can't come down there because I just worked like the last two days so now I can't so were you Mm -hmm. having the same thing like you couldn't see certain people how was it with you and like your husband like y'all live together yep
2: yep Yep. like with my husband it was tough because my husband has asthma so I was like trying to be real careful yeah like I still do it I mean I still do it to this day but just like I carry Lysol in my car (laughs) spray my car down I strip at the door, I throw it in the washing machine, because it was, like, a time where we really didn't know, like, when it was so unknown, I was like, we gotta sleep in separate beds, like, mm-hmm. I don't know whether to kiss you, like, it was, it did take, like, a toll on us, because I just felt bad. like, I would just feel horrible if I gave him anything, mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, with my extended family, my, I didn't see my parents for two months,
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Uh, and by the time I did see my parents, like, I literally, because my mom had a, in 2018, my mom had a really bad pneumonia. Like, her lungs haven't recovered all the way. So, anything, like, even when now that it's, like, starting to get cold outside, like, she stays in the house. She does not play. So, I was like, I don't need to touch her. I had her stand, like, all the way on the sidewalk, and I stayed in my front door, and I was like, that's as close as you're going to get. That's it. <laughs> and keep a mask on nope nope and with my family too yep like they would have gatherings and I would just fall back or I would wear a mask all the time right um I just had huge huge I call it nurse guilt Mm -hmm. like huge nurse guilt like I just would not want to do certain things I also felt like I didn't want to do certain things because I was a nurse. Like I felt like I had the microscope on me, like yeah. to do the right thing. So I was just like, I don't want to be the one to fuck up and people be like, oh well, she's a nurse and she did it. Wow, like I just I felt never like
1: thought about that.
2: Yeah, like I was under a microscope. Like that's what I felt like.
1: So, I well, I never thought about that. I never thought about like the pressure you must have had. Like you said, you can't even like do something normal or post about it. Cause people are looking at you like, well, you know, like mm-hmm. she's a nurse. She's on the front line. Is it even that serious? Like mm-hmm. she's doing that. Why can't I? Damn. That's a lot. That's a lot on the yeah. person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, and like my parent, my family would be like, no, it's okay. At first they were like, no, like yeah. keep that mask on. And then after a while they were like, no, it's okay. Like we want you to be normal around us. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking it off. <laughs> I'm not taking it off. <laughs> Um, and yeah, my friends, like friends' houses, I would just keep it on. Like, I just had like huge nurse guilt about that's everything rough. I did and it would just take a toll on me. And I think maybe like July is when I started to get a little normal. Okay.
1: That's still a really long time. Like from mm-hmm. February to July, you just like dealing with all of that. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. That a lot. And my yeah. next question was, how has it affected you mentally? Like, can you say it's been a traumatic experience?
0: uh
2: I wouldn't say traumatic but definitely like stressful and anxiety driven like again like that in the beginning as far as like everybody else's lives got shut down and disrupted but I gotta keep on pushing like I I, should I be afraid like should I not be afraid Mm -hmm. like definitely with that and it's just like you know, nursing, I love being a nurse. Don't get me wrong, but it's a very stressful job. So like then coming home and you can't do all the things that you would do to de-stress, like, you know, go to certain places. And I haven't, you know, I'm craving a real vacation. On a beach.
1: I was going to say a lot of the nurses that I know, they go on vacations for real. Like that's yes. their thing. So I'm like, I know the nurses is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like,
2: and, and you know, I'm not that, I, I don't think, like, I'm super ready for, like, I know people are doing it right now, going, you know, going to Jamaica, to, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm at that level yet, so I'm just, like, craving a vacation and all the things that I would do to de-stress, like, I couldn't do that, so yeah. it would just be stressful as far as that, and it's just, like, um, another funny thing, too, is, like, the whole healthcare heroes thing is interesting because it's like i don't feel like a hero i just feel like i'm doing my job and now really? like <laughs> yes and these hospitals they taking that shit and running with it too like that's that shit i don't like okay it's like oh you you're a hero you can do like no we're drowning like, <laughs> we're <human>. like, <laughs> like staff us properly no no we are not heroes
1: Don't do that. I can see that because a lot of times with hero comes, like you said, like that super human, like you can handle anything type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of heroes I know are superheroes, like stuff that I, you know, that you watch with Marvel and stuff like that. So I can see people, like you said, just assuming like, oh, you got this. You're a hero. Like, no, like you said, I'm human. We need... We need things. I need things. Right. Like, right. no.
2: Things. I need help. Like, they will, listen, the, the thing that they love to do now is just, like, throw
1: pizza at us or Chick-fil-A. Like, here you go. <laughs> no. That's not what we said. Like, no, I need some PTO days, and right. I need some more money. Like, this, how about right. that? Right. Keep the pizza. Or, or staff would be nice. Right, right. Keep the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that. So,
2: oh, and my yeah. God. I, and, like, you know, I don't you know, when people say healthcare hero thing, you know, I say thank you, whatever, you know, that it doesn't bother me. But a lot of healthcare professionals that I've come across, they really don't like it. They really don't like it because they're just like, no, like, we're human. This is just, yeah. this, is nuts. this yeah. is nuts. Like, I'm nobody's hero.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. That No, that yeah. definitely makes sense. But, you know, you guys are definitely doing something a lot of people aren't doing and you guys are mm-hmm. dealing with stuff. Like you said, the whole world was shut down everybody else got to kind of chill and you guys were out there dealing with it firsthand. So, so shut up. <laughs> He's about some soul was die. He wasn't in the <laughs> hospital though, baby.
2: Essential
1: worker, damn it. He central wasn't, here. he is an essential right, worker. But... Right,
3: Johnson and Johnson, this is not about Johnson
1: you though. helping with the
3: cure. Oh, God. But you ain't making the cure. I'm driving the the sample. You are doing
1: that. Yeah. Y'all can can. can keep that. I don't want it. So my next question was, this has to do with masks. So I wanted to ask you, what is the reason that the mask should be worn? And the reason why I asked, I feel like there is confusion. I feel like I'm confused, too. I'm not going to lie on Mm -hmm. why the mask should be worn. Like, some people think it's to, like, protect themselves. Like from other people's germs, but then other people think it's like to protect others from their germs, and I'm like, is it one or the other? Or is it both? It's both. Okay.
2: It's both because it's droplets. So a sneeze has droplets in it. Me talking, that you know, droplet. Um. So you know, the nose thing, you're inhaling it, or if you sneeze, like droplets are coming out from there too. So. It's to protect both.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. All okay, right, good. Because I'm not going to hold you like, I remember the I was at Marshall's, I think, like two weeks ago. And people are just nasty. But I was glad that man had that mask on. He sneezed so loud and wet and nasty. Ooh. And I looked back, and he did have his mask on. But I'm like, hold on, sir. Like, he wasn't close to me. But I'm just like, ew. Like, yeah. even if you have your mask on, that's kind of gross. Yeah. Like, still but i'm just like i was just kind of trying to figure it out because i feel like some people everybody's giving like different reasons as to why you should wear your mask and i'm just like okay i need to understand like what is the exact reason like, Are y'all making this like are people just making this shit up to throw people off but i personally feel like the mask i feel protected when i have the mask on and I, like yeah. i said i've seen it work when people are sneezing and it does keep it in the area because people a lot of times don't cover them themselves with their mouths or anything like that
2: they don't work Cough or anything like that.
1: Cough and be nasty, yeah. Oh. Oh. Especially we if it comes from to deep down surprised. inside.
2: Oh, yeah. It it's surprising. Close. Like people would just come in and and put their mask down, like hacking. I'm like, the, oh my you god! You You're in the hospital. What are you doing? Put that back up. Why?
1: It is crazy because all right, so I wanted to play you this video, and you probably seen it because it was on the Shade Room. And I was cracking up at the comments because it was India Love. So if y'all don't know who India Love is, she's basically like an IG baddie. Like, that's where she started at. She's, like, been in videos and stuff. So she put a video up the other day about her mask. I was going to play it for you, and I was going to ask for your thoughts. So let me get it up.
2: I, so I've seen it come up on my feed, but I intentionally scrolled away. <laughs> yeah,
1: because she, you you were good to do that. Because me personally, <laughs> I mean, I'll give y'all my thoughts. I'm going to let Rachel give her thoughts first, but I'll play it for y'all so let's
0: Working for a business, a corporate business, and my mask is on, and yet you tell me to pull my mask up. First of all, all this part of my face sweats profusely for whatever reason, so really I get the biggest attitude in the world because I'm drenched. Mm. My mask is technically on, yet. This is not good enough for you guys. This is not doing anything, okay? Coronavirus can go through your eye sockets. They can go through your ears. If it's really like an airborne thing, like that whole pull your mask up It really gets me fing hot. Yeah, and for all of you guys in my DMs, that's taking this way too serious. It's just a personal fucking issue that I have. I'm an Aquarius. I don't like rules. It's a lot that goes on me.
1: Right, so, so I don't know if you were able to hear it all, but she basically was complaining. She says that when she goes out to stores, she had her mask right here. Like this is where it was at. So she said, right. when she goes to the store, the masks are always right there, like right above her lip. And she said, the employees would be like, you got to pull it up. Like, got to be above your nose. She said it bothers her because she's already sweating with her mask on the way it's, it is. So it bothers her. That they're asking her to pull it up. And she's just saying that she doesn't understand why it has to be pulled up that way because the masks aren't doing anything. She said if it's airborne, it could go through your eye sockets or your ears. She doesn't understand why the mask is even necessary. And that was what she was saying. So I wanted to ask your thoughts about that.
2: My true thoughts is like, I'm sorry. I know this goes against me being a nurse and everything, but those are the people i will be like, I really hope you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope you get it. I you. Sorry. I just really hope you or a loved one get it because, <laughs> like, y'all just getting on my nerves. For real. I'm an Aquarius. I don't like to follow rules. What's your
1: online shop? It and it's funny. Because that's what a lot of comments said. Like, as soon as I opened it, somebody was, it was just so many people. And the first comment I've seen that has the most likes on it so far says, yet yeah, we healthcare workers wear our masks eight plus hours a day or more. So, yes, pull your fucking mask up. Yes. <laughs> and like, people were saying two. that.
2: I wear two. Like, that's why I have no sympathy for people. I'm sorry. I have no sympathy for people. I wear two. I have to wear the N95, and then we wear the... Um, well, you wear the surgical mask over so it can keep the N95 clean. Mm-hmm. So, I have no sympathy for you. I really yeah. don't. I and don't.
1: people were saying the same thing. They was like, if it's that big of a problem, shop online. Like, what do you mean? Right. And then somebody said, if she's slow, just say that. This is all hard the- shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all Like shade. Ruin. And I liked all these comments. That's why I'm seeing them because I was cracking up. And everybody, everyone is literally saying the same thing. They're like, how do you blame a Zodiac sign for not wearing your mask correctly? Like, what does that have to do with anything? And they're like, you know, it's not going to work if you're not wearing it the way you need to wear it. And I just, to me, that's how I felt. I felt like she sounded super entitled. And it was just like, what was the need of even having to post that? We don't care. Everyone, everyone hates these masks. I haven't heard not one person that said, oh, I love wearing this mask all the time. Like, no.
2: This shit to be over more than right. I don't like doing this shit. I don't like wearing this shit. I don't. Do you know how hard it is for me to explain directions in two masks to a hard hearing patient?
1: Yo, I <laughs> <Like>
2: mean, <him. laughs> so the doctor said you got to make a follow up appointment with your
0: cardiologist.
1: <laughs> Yo, I, that's happened to me with just ordering food. Like I'm going to order food, and they would be like, "What you, what you want now?" I'm like, "All right, hold on. <laughs> Let me repeat that again." Like that is it's difficult on everybody, and especially like you said, the healthcare workers who are like, y'all are suited and booted. Like it's not just the mask; it's all types of stuff y'all put on. And she's on here talking about some. If I have my mask on over my lips, it should be fine because I'm sweating. No, what?
2: you're sweating.
1: She's like, I get hot, so I'd be real I'd be real sweaty. That's not like a personal problem, girl. Maybe you need to get some like yeah. a different kind of mask. Maybe you need to put like some napkins in there or something like
2: Exactly. I don't
1: She just sounded wild and definitely what's what's the word? Tone deaf. Like Yeah. No. No one cares at all. And that's really rude of you. That's how I kept. I was looking at it like that's some rude shit. Um I did see, I think it was during a debate or something like that. I had seen something that said we'll probably have to use masks until 2022. So, (laughs) in your opinion, do you think that's pretty accurate or you think we'll be wearing masks longer than this? So,
2: to be honest, I'm done making promises to people. (laughs) I didn't even think it was going to last this long. I can't. I can't. I can't make promises. I can't keep because I th- thought this was going to be done in the summer yeah I was like oh you know summertime we're going to be fine psych so I, I, I to be totally honest I don't know yeah I don't know. Um, yeah and it's just wild to me 2022
1: like excuse me I know I know <laughs> I know. what what? <laughs> what do you mean I was like what wait 20 and I and honestly I think that's generous because you got people like India love who don't want to wear her mask to go shopping so it's just like I feel like people it's just it's it's gonna be a while (laughs) like I really think we need to strap in settle in it's gonna be a while and it sucks but it's just like it's hard when it's like you have people who are not really trying to comply and people who just are more worried about their comfortability than like the safety of like others so yeah yeah.
2: yeah. it's just I, I just can't believe it I can't believe it again I was just like oh this is gonna be till June we'll be fine oh maybe till the end of the year this is gonna mm. go into 2021 like all the people were like I can't wait until 2021 <laughs> newsflash it's gonna still be agreed
1: agreed, agreed.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh
1: yeah, I was, um I forgot what I was gonna say. It was in, it was in reference to this. But I oh yeah, I thought it was gonna be done after they quarantined everybody. So I was really like right. I don't know what I was thinking. But I thought, oh well they shut everything down, so they're gonna get a handle on this. Especially when I seen they did the same thing in China and yeah. then people the cases had stopped. So I was like, boom, we on it. We was not on it. <laughs> oh, the
2: United States is freaking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like we supposed to be unified. Yeah. And each state was doing whatever the fuck they wanted to. Yep. So, we're still in this... We still have this issue going.
1: Because Atlanta was good and open after them two weeks. Oh, they was like, we're taking God. visitors. Come on
2: in. Let me tell you something. If you have been to Atlanta, don't come around me. Don't come around mm-hmm. me. I have no desire to visit Atlanta right now. I'm like,
1: they have been wilding out there. Ew. I felt the same way. Somebody... I saw a tweet and I was cracking up when they was like, now anytime I see parties... I, it looks dirty to me and it's true yeah. cuz that's all i'm thinking it's when i true. see the party i'll be like it's ew i'm like it's all them germs in there <laughs> it's true. it's true i feel the same every
2: time i see a a, a day every, every time even yeah. when they have some inflia like Ugh. yeah that isn't wise
1: yeah seriously <laughs> for real
2: and i understand people are craving a good time i get it like i get it i get it people miss their friends, people miss their family, people miss normalcy. Mm-hmm. I miss normalcy. I understand. But, you know, we keep going two steps forward and then five steps back because we keep doing this dumb stuff like that. I agree. Not...
1: Yeah. The parties, I feel like the parties could wait. Like, we could definitely wait on that. Like, calm down, y'all. It'll be alright. But...
2: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you want to enjoy time with your friends. Like, you know, outdoor dining is a thing. Yeah. yeah or dining, go get some dinner, some drinks, but no.
1: Not the (laughs) full-blown parties and, like, these enclosed spaces. Like, hold on. Because people be having, like, 50-plus people together. I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh, man. So, I wanted to ask you, because recently the cases have been surging again. Like, they're saying (laughs) it's, like, getting wild, the numbers. So, with winter and flu season approaching, do you think these numbers will continue to increase?
2: So I mean one thing so personally I've had the experience an increase of patients that I've seen that have been positive. So I was like, oh, oh we're back. Yeah. <laughs> but um I don't know. I was talking to some of the ER docs and they were saying that they were hoping that the because like it's it's about to get real real in the ER, like really real like we got the common cold, flu and covid season, like it's just crazy it's crazy so they're hoping that it's not going to be too bad because people are already wearing masks
3: okay
2: so like that would like counteract some of the things that's going on um but again it's just like such a toss-up like because then you have those people who don't want to wear masks Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what do we do here or don't want to take like the precautionary measures so i have personally seen a surge but like i'm hoping that it won't be too bad. Like, I'm hoping. And then and then another thing that plays into it is this election.
1: So. Yeah. And that's what I thought the surges had to do with, to a certain extent. Like, all these rallies and then, like, all these people just gathering together. Especially to vote. If people, like, aren't keeping a safe amount of distance or wearing masks to go vote and stuff. Like, yeah. I feel like the election is kind of playing a big part in this surge.
2: Yeah. Yeah, or if it's gonna die down because, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's about to happen with this election. I really don't because I know, like, with I believe with Biden, like, he might do another, like, lockdown. Okay. Uh, and Trump, like, no, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: a whole nother beast. That's over a there. whole nother. Whole and, nother. like, you said, he's one of them people that was all hype about the mask, and then his dumb ass got it. So it's just like. Right. Because he was like, oh, I'm not wearing a mask, only to have it next week, which I was, I thought was weird. I don't know if he necessarily had it I or not. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't know if he had it or I not. I was skeptical but... whether he had it or not. Yeah, I think it was a publicity stunt. for That's force. what I said. I told my mom, I think he did it so that people who had COVID could relate to him. He could get those votes.
2: I and I feel like he did it so he he can show people like like he tweeted like, I feel better than ever. I oh, feel better than I did yeah. 20 years ago. You don't have to be afraid of this thing. And then, you know, that's not the case. So,
1: he's nice. Yeah.
3: So. I don't know if you asked this. Did you run into, like, patients that, like, you liked? Or not, not liked, but, like, they was like, nice people and then they, like, died from COVID
1: in the hospital? Is that a thing? That's sad. <laughs> so,
2: so, with me, I guess, I, that's the thing about the ER. And it's, like, a love-hate thing that I have with the ER. So, I don't see them like after I have them. Like when I work on inpatient, I think it would have been tougher for me, um, even mentally, mm-hmm. because you build with you build like relationships with those patients when you work inpatient. Because say if I work two three days in a row, you keep those same patients for two three days in a row. Okay. So. I used to work on a lung transplant floor so you would develop these relationships with these patients they would be there forever and then when they die it was like a hurt piece like it hurts so bad so I was like I think if I worked inpatient it would have been worse like I would have I've definitely heard so many horror stories that I know from friends like especially now because people even at my hospital if you're COVID positive you can't have any visitors yeah so really like dying with your family on FaceTime or, like, you being the only one in oh, the room with that's them. That's heartbreak.
1: Oh, my God. I <laughs> know. Uh, like... And
2: I'm like, yo, I would have been a mess. <laughs> a mess. So, there's definitely times that I've, like, liked patients, but, like, they would either, they would go upstairs. So, like, I I would always think about them. Like, I wonder what happened to them. Um, Uh. so, yeah, if I, if I was impatient, I feel like it would have killed me. Like, I I think I've like that PTSD question, I think I would have felt more of it if I worked inpatient. Mm,
1: yeah.
2: It was like I said in the ER. Um, It's just very like stabilize them and ship them up. Okay. So you don't, you, you meet them, you talk with them, but you don't really gain the rapport you would if you would be on the floor with them and, and having them multiple days in a row. Um, And especially like those patients that can't have any visitors, I'm sure they relied on the healthcare staff to really be the person people that they get social interaction with. Yeah.
1: Um, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, I have two more questions and then we'll we'll wrap it up. I was going to say, in your opinion, do you think getting a flu shot is a good preventative measure from possibly catching COVID?
2: Hmm. I always ask myself because, like, I ha- always have to get the flu shot because of work. Because of where
1: you work? Yeah.
2: So, I was like, would I get the flu shot if I didn't work in healthcare? <sighs> I don't know. I guess I,
1: <laughs> I was never
2: that person that got sick from the flu shot. Okay. So many people would be like, oh, well, I'm never getting it because next thing you know, I got sick. So, I don't know. I, I. I feel like at this point, any little bit helps.
1: Right, that's true. I
2: feel like for the flu shot, the flu shot has been out way longer than this new vaccine they're trying to rush. Like, that COVID vaccine, stay that shit far away from me. I don't know what the fuck is in there. Right. That shit might have COVID in it.
1: Like, wait a minute now.
2: Right. I feel like that is, like, being so rushed, whereas, like, at least the flu vaccine has been around for a little bit. Um. So that's a little bit more tried and true than whatever little concoction they're coming up with.
1: Right. For COVID. For real. All right, yeah, because I know my mom. She's pressed. She's like, I got to get my flu shot. But she gets hers every year, too. And yeah. it's the same thing. She doesn't really get sick from it, so. But she's mm-hmm. like, I need to get it for real. Like, she's pressed on it this year. Um. Do you think people aren't taking COVID as seriously as they should?
2: Oh, most well, certainly not. <laughs> Most certainly not. And and to me, like and I, I would be the first hand to tell you, like I said in the beginning, I was like, Oh, this is just a fluke, like we'll be fine. This is like the flu, like it'll go away, like, no. It wasn't until like I saw that 31, 32, 34 year old in there fighting to the breathe. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. We're here. Like I it it does not discriminate. I've seen people pregnant with COVID, people who given birth and gotten COVID, and young people, like, super young people who need to go to the ICU, and, you know, it it just doesn't discriminate. And, like, yes, you may be that person that, that has gotten it and has been asymptomatic. Like, consider yourself blessed because it could have went left the whole different... Yeah. So, you know, I I just feel like you shouldn't play with something like as of right now, um, they just came out like two weeks ago. I had a patient um, who they started on this drug called Um, and it just got approved by the FDA. But other than that, there's really no like you don't just go into the hospital and they have like a medicine for this. Like, no, they don't. So I just feel like you shouldn't play with the
1: unknown. That's, that's real. Yeah. You really <laughs> shouldn't. So if you're having symptoms, this is like just some advice I wanted to ask you. If you're having symptoms, where should you go? Cause I don't think you should be going to the ER, right? Like there's like specific tests and like, what should you do if you feel like, wait, I might have it?
2: Well, if wait, you might have it, then you can like call your primary care provider. Okay. And then at that point, um, they can refer you to get a test done. Or I believe like CVS, Walgreens, they have like the no questions asked, no insurance needed testing. That oh, you can, okay. Hmm. Um. There used to be like multiple spots around Philly that did it, but I think because you know they were like, um, uh, grant funded, they don't really do them anymore. But yeah, CVS is like a no, no frills. Like you can go and get it done. I believe it's CVS and Walgreens. You can go get it done. And um, the, the results, you'll you'll have to wait a little longer for your results. Like I think it takes like up to five days to come back. But you can get it done there or you can call your primary care provider and they may be able to refer you out to like a hospital or anywhere like that to get it done. Okay. And until you get a, a result in your hand, um, I would definitely say quarantine um until you get that I mean like listen sometimes even if you get a negative result you might develop symptoms afterwards Uh which that happened too so it's just like at least give give yourself a week to chill out yeah (laughs) to cool it um you know do things you know try to get some vitamins in you vitamin d vitamin c some zinc you know try to boost your immune system in the meantime um it so if say if you're positive and you do get symptoms what happens next because that's like I feel like that's a common misconception like you get COVID you get symptoms you need to go to the hospital and stay in the hospital they're not always going to keep you they're not um if you have a fever that's like greater than 102 and you keep taking Tylenol for it and it's not going away go to the hospital okay you are feeling short of breath either when you're just sitting watching T V or just walk into the kitchen, go to the hospital. Um one thing about COVID nineteen, um, it can cause blood clots and these blood clots can what? travel to <laughs> 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 Yes, yes, yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. sure. he look, I said Living Covita Loca. It's unknown and then That's gonna be the name for this episode. Living Covita Loca. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo.
2: Um big one for young people. Well th- th- but this one is not like hospital criteria, but a big one for young people is loss of taste and smell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a a cough. Um, it, it, literally everything is on this freaking list: abdominal pain, <laughs> you oh can be nausea, God. vomiting, diarrhea. And symptoms too. Yes.
1: This is torture. Like this sounds yeah. like torture.
2: Yes, I had a coworker who like literally had every symptom imaginable, and <gasps> <laughs> was just like, it was awful. It was awful. So. Yeah, but the biggest ones are like that shortness of breath is like not one to play with, especially like if you're just sitting doing a, or a short walk to the kitchen and you just feel like you need to sit down or you feel like you're gonna pass out. Yeah. You need to go to the hospital. Um, fever greater than 102, but it's not like coming down with meds. You need to go to the hospital.
0: Um,
2: you know, sometimes cough. Um, but the biggest two I've seen like that people like that that meet the criteria for people. Like, cause once you get to the hospital, um, they check something called your pulse ox, like your pulse oximetry, mm-hmm. basically how much, um, blood is in your oxygen. Um, so if that, you can end up at the hospital and then like, you didn't know, but your pulse ox can be like the, the normal is 90 to a hundred. It could be at 88, 87. And then you need to be placed on oxygen. Oh
1: my God. It's crazy. This is so crazy. And so, yeah, you're right. People aren't taking it, taking it as seriously as they should because it's crazy that all of that can come with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you read about it, but it's just like, I don't know. It's different hearing it from somebody who's seen it and knows people who have, like you said, a person who had all those symptoms. Like, that's insane. So, please, y'all, please take preventive measures. Yeah. Like, she said, yeah. this is nothing to play with. I hope this episode has helped y'all realize, like gave y'all some more insight because a lot of us are we don't really know what's going on but we don't really know what to believe and that was my hope is that from somebody who's actually been dealing with it people can see like what the hell is going on mm-hmm. and yeah take it a little bit more seriously because it's, it's no yeah. joke um so that's the end of that segment, Rachel. Thank you so much for all that information. I know oh, that was God. a lot. <laughs> I
2: hope I gave enough. I know, like, no, just, you did really, it really just did good. So much that I'm just like, I hope I didn't forget anything because I'm just like so like programmed. Right. No, <laughs> no, you did
1: really good. That's why I was like, I was trying to think of like generic questions because I don't, I didn't really know what exactly to ask, but I was trying to get questions that were like, I think most people would ask that didn't really mm-hmm. know too much about it, and I feel like you gave us tons of information. So. I think people are really, really going to enjoy this and appreciate the fact that you were so open to share. Um, I do have one last segment, and it's called "The More You Know." So, this is knowing what you know now. What advice would you give to your former self that you feel like would also help listeners? And this doesn't have to be with any doesn't have to be about anything we talked about.
3: I would
2: say, um, so I'm like self. You know that grace and kindness and you know forgiveness that you give others you need to give
1: that to yourself (laughs) that's good I like that (laughs) you are deserving of that as well (laughs) that's really good and it's like I always say this when people say like what they would sell their former self because I just feel like it's all good like all the advice you give is really good and I definitely feel the grace and forgiveness because we are so quick to give other people that like Mm -hmm. I know I am and then you know you're a little bit harder on yourself so right right definitely should give that to yourself as well so I really really like that um (laughs) give people your social media handles where you would want them to find you um um,
2: so my Instagram and Twitter is both M-A-M-I-I-M-A-Y-I? <laughs> Think about that. It's Mommy May I. Okay. Long story to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking, I'm like, should I, I've had that handle for forever. I need to
1: change it like to something more professional,
2: maybe, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard coming up with um names like... I remember mine's for the longest time was just C on Instagram. It was just like C dot E Somebody had took this regular C and then I changed it once I changed, um, like my business pages names so that everything is like, so it says by C or T since all my other stuff yeah. is by C or T's, but even that I'd be forgetting. I'd be like, how many underscores is in that bitch? <laughs> so one or two, like, no, it's three. Like, <laughs> so I definitely feel you. Um, Sorry, my dog is trying to be all up in the business. But that's pretty much everything. So, again, thank you again for volunteering to come on. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I I had a really good time. You definitely have to do this again because I love your energy. You were, like, great. great. And then I know you're, you're friends with so many people that I know from, like, Girls High or that went to Westchester. I'm like, dang, it's such a small I world. I like you have been my social media friend for
2: so it's long. It's been long. That's <laughs> like when we got on, I
1: was like, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely, if anything, have to meet in person once this COVID yeah. stuff, like, yeah. dies down. Because My goodness. But yeah. thank you. And then thank you for everything that you do. I know you said you don't like the the heroes thing, but you definitely are doing something magnificent and amazing and I appreciate everything you're doing for for us generally for the people who you know get sick
2: so thank you appreciate that no problem it's nice to hear it I'm I'm not like of course like I say the thank you and everything because it Mm. is nice to hear it's nice to be appreciated
1: (laughs) yeah listen you are appreciated because I don't know if I could do that like I'm such a scaredy cat like that takes guts it takes guts and courage to like Get up and go somewhere every day that, like you said, is the unknown. You don't know what's gonna happen today, and you know, yeah, that's that takes a very strong person. So shout out to you. Shout out to all the other nurses and doctors out there doing their thing. And thank um,
2: you for having me again. Oh, I girl, anytime. I
1: was, so, I'm, t- I was so excited when you volunteered. I was like, yes, we're getting this done. <laughs> I was amped up. So I'm really excited. But all right, thank you guys for listening. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And yeah, until the next time.